0: Hot enough for you? Of course it is. And it's going to stay this warm for a little while. We can actually make it hotter. You ready for this? Have you seen the list of things that now cost 10% more because of the import tariffs that began on Sunday? Of course, steel, sure, but that's 25%. A lot of aluminum products. But there are a lot of other things that are on the list, too. Have you seen the list? It's crazy. Coffee. Roasted. But if you drink the caffeinated coffee, you're okay. That doesn't go up in price. Maple sugar and maple syrup. Pizza and quiche. Now 10% more. Quiche? Does anyone still eat quiche? Does anyone eat enough quiche to warrant a 10% rise in the price of quiche? Soy sauce, ketchup, salad dressing, mayonnaise. It's time to switch to the captain because whiskey, that's more expensive. Hair lacquers. Hair lacquers. Is that gel? I use gel. Is that gel? Probably gel, probably paste, probably hair wax. We should see more beards. Not that you necessarily want to, especially the ones that are getting really, really long. But pre-shave and shaving preparations items now cost 10% more. Toilet paper can't possibly cost more, but apparently it costs 10% more. Toilet paper. Can we not have an investigation into the price of toilet paper to find out why it's so expensive? Inflatable boats. Ugh, I was just going to buy an inflatable boat. And playing cards. And there's a big old list of a lot of other things, too, all costing at least 10% more. So if the temperature wasn't hot enough already, unfortunately, that makes your own temperature rise just a little bit. We're going to be talking politics in about a half hour from now. We're going to be looking at the fact that not very many people are running for municipal council at this point. We've got a lot of mayoral candidates. But as far as councilors go... Not that many. In fact, we've got a lot to make up just to equal 2010. In 2014, we had a lot of people running, but we're way behind that. We have 31 people signed up. If the election were today, we would have four counselors who actually would be acclaimed, meaning they wouldn't even have to run. How much are those four hoping that that happens? First of all, you win, and you get to continue to serve as counselor. But can you imagine saving up all the money that you have in order to run a campaign, only to be told, yeah, don't bother? How quickly would you be online to Expedia? You would be there in a second. Where are we going? I can afford three weeks in Hawaii on this. This is amazing. So four counselors could be acclaimed. In other words, you're in. And Craig Needles talked about it this morning and got a couple of ideas. We're going to hear from former university professor, although I think you still remain. Once a university professor, always a university professor, right? Andrew Sancton, formerly of Western University. Maybe that's it. He'll join us and he'll give us his thoughts because we've got three weeks left for people to put their names into the ring. And right now we've got 31 counselor candidates who are registered. We had 72 of those in 2014. We had 54 of those in 2010. But let's face it, London does things toward the deadline. Very rarely is somebody going to say, yeah, I'll get that done right now. Oh, I still have three weeks. I've got lots of time. In fact, you have more than three weeks. July 27th is the deadline. So we'll talk more about that. We're going to talk about life-saving after 2 o'clock. We're going to find out when that 10% reduction in gas prices might come in. And it's not too bad. You might think, ah, we'll have to wait years for that. No, no. Premier Ford sworn in on Friday. Shouldn't be too long, but we'll try and get a date. And it is World Cup Soccer's Final round of 16 match, and this afternoon, it's a biggie. England takes on Colombia, and we have scouted out two spots within the city where a number of England fans are gathering and a number of Colombian fans are gathering, and we'll make sure and hit those a couple of times throughout the show. So, all kinds of things to do, but because it is so hot, maybe we can get some tips on keeping cool from at least one person who knows how to get it done. Maybe there are no tips. I don't know. Some of the hottest things that you can be doing today. Haying. Haying very warm. Roofing. Anything that deals with asphalt or concrete. Welding. That's another really warm one. How about this? Being a mascot. If somebody calls you at any point this week and says, You know, we've got this chipmunk costume. And we would like to put you in it, and then you can stand on the street corner and wave. Yeah, maybe say, you know, I could do that. I could do that in November. I would happily do that in November. If you've been in a mascot suit, you know that being in a mascot suit on a day when it's 18 degrees, minus 18 even, is warm. So today, it would be awfully tough. But how about being a fruit picker? Being out in the sun... No real shade, especially if you're picking berries. See, at least you can hide under the apple tree, although some of them are still kind of small. If the apples get too high, then they fall on the ground and they split open. So some of the berry pickers have it pretty tough. We've tracked one down right now. Bill Miller is the owner of Miller Berry Farm, one of the hottest jobs to do on a very hot day. Bill, I hate to ask this, hot enough for you?
1: Uh, It's unusually hot.
0: And for someone who picks berries and is outside all day long, uh, that's saying something right there. Unusually. Can you remember a time when it was like this for this long?
1: No, I've been doing this for 50 years. I don't remember a summer like this. It started in May.
0: And it's awfully hot right now. A lot of people are coming off at least a holiday weekend. Berries don't tend to take the weekend off, though, do they? You've got to get those.
1: No, it's really tough when you have berries. People don't want to pick them when it's hot. And they don't want to make yam either, so it definitely hurts their sales as well.
0: Now, at the same time, do you have to make sure and go out and get them off of the vine?
1: Yes, they have to be removed. Uh, what we have been doing, though, however, during those extremely hot weekends, is we did shut down early. We didn't want to see anybody getting heat stroke, and it's very hard in our staff. We've given them lots of water. They do carry an umbrella to give them some shade when they're in the field. But uh, it's also very hard for our pickers, but we do start early. So,
0: Bill Miller joining us from Miller Berry Farm. One of the hottest jobs is to be out there in that direct sunshine, picking berries. So what do you do to stay cool then, Bill?
1: Drink lots of water and uh, occasionally find a shade every now and then. It'd cool down, but being outside all the time, I get used to it.
0: No doubt. How much shade can you get under underneath a strawberry plant? Uh, can you stick your head under there for a couple of minutes, or, or do you have to find a tree? Yeah,
1: uh, not not too much. I usually slide over to the sales market where they've got a fan running and it's a little cooler in there.
0: Good stuff. Have you ever tried overnight picking? Could that be a thing?
1: Pretty tough to see the berries at, at night.
0: or surely what color they are. Well, Bill, thanks so much, and uh, please do stay cool. Keep that water bottle topped up.
1: Thank you very much, and you have a
0: great day. You too. Bill Miller, owner of Miller Berry Farm. Overnight picking, can't see the berries, and really, as anybody who works the hot jobs will tell you, there's nothing you can do. You just kind of put up with it and deal with it. And that's it. You know what should actually cool us down? Our temperature shouldn't be rising from the fact that Doug Ford is premier. I'm actually intrigued and encouraged if you go back to last week. No one has me feeling that way. He was able to take people who could have done his job, one who actually was doing it, Vic Fideli, and he put them into positions where they are front and center. Caroline Mulroney, Christine Elliott. If you want to look for good leadership, here's something to look for. If someone surrounds themselves with people who are able to do their job, they are a good leader. Because if you have somebody who is just as qualified, who could at any point kind of lean over and say, yeah, I got this, you're going to have a brain trust that you can depend on. You're going to have people in positions who can make things happen. And I really believe that's what Doug Ford has done. I was really encouraged by that on Friday. I thought that was an excellent move on his part, allowing for the portfolios that he did. Now, he's running a smaller cabinet. That's one of those things that, yes, is maybe a cost-saving measure. But when you look at the breakdown of a government's family tree and how many junior cabinet ministers you now have, how much help you now have, I think this works out. And it kind of takes away from creation of portfolios that are just there to say, hey, thanks very much. You've been in government for a while. Here's a nice pat on the head. Good job. Thanks for being here. We are going to make you the minister responsible for question marks and periods. Excellent. Fantastic. So, there's none of that. So, I don't know about you, I was really encouraged. So, if you're looking for something to bring the temperature down, eh, that could be one thing. And we are going to find out that the price of gasoline should fall. We're also going to have to get to why in Strathroy and in St. Thomas, it has already fallen. Because apparently... It's costing about a buck 25 just to buy from a supplier and they're charging less than that. So that's coming up in our second hour. Up next though, you know what we need to do? We need to pay a visit to one of the soccer headquarters. Columbia and England are meeting in the World Cup, and we've got a lot of Columbia supporters in the city of London. We've got a lot of English supporters in the city of London. So you know what we'll do? We'll hit one of those headquarters next, see how things are shaping up. We'll keep tabs on that match throughout. And did get something from Alan, which is a legitimate question. He says, this is going back to the release from the federal government of the final list of U.S. imports that are slapped with tariffs now that it's July 1st. And one of them is maple sugar and maple syrup. Alan says, why would the price of maple syrup go up because of tariffs? 71% of the world's maple syrup comes from Canada. Do we actually import from the United States? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, we create a... A lot of things here, like hydro, but we sell that off at low, low prices to the states. Uh, we actually have a lot of the world's maple sugar and maple syrup. But yeah, we give that away and we import theirs. Is that what we're doing? We'll have to look a little more deep into that. So we'll try to before the end of the show. Oh, I also have a, a quick question. If you have something stuck in your teeth, like I do right now, we had sausages on the weekend, I brought one to work. It's uh, There's something way down in my tooth. And I don't have any floss. Anybody have any suggestions for next best thing to floss that isn't actually floss that you might have nearby? Fingernail, so far I'm over on the fingernail. But if there's anything that you've ever used without getting whatever that thing is trapped in your teeth, just please shoot me a quick email. Mike at 980cfpl.ca. Underway on a Tuesday, this is London Live on Global News Radio, 980cfpl. Have some email suggestions on stuff stuck in your teeth. I'm not sure about this, though. Andrew says he knows girls who use their own hair. Okay. Well, my hair... Is really short. I use like a number two on the sides and trim up what's left at the top. I don't. I don't know if I can. And I. I don't have as many hairs on the top of my head as I used to. And the ones that are up there, I consider to be extremely valuable. So I don't know if I want to pluck one of those away. Uh, I. I guess I could borrow some girl's hair, but that would kind of be a weird thing to ask. I don't think I should. Uh, Ricky says a sheet of paper will actually work. He does say, get the good stuff with the company letterhead on it. Okay. And Dave said, use a staple. A staple? A staple? I want to make sure I don't have to visit my dentist at the end of this. I just, I have a little something from in the sausage that I was eating for lunch in my two. I can't get it. I can't get it out. I don't have any floss. A staple? I don't think I'm even going to try that, Dave, but thank you for playing. If you have any suggestions that don't involve metal, I don't, I'm not even sure what to make of that. Give me an email. Uh, send me an email. Mike at 980cfpl.ca. England is taking on Colombia at the World Cup. And we're going to be checking in a couple of times with a couple of headquarters for the World Cup. And we'll find out exactly how things are going. And the match itself begins at about 2 o'clock. So we won't get to the end of it here, but you will be able to get the final score as we go through news this afternoon. So lots of things on the way that way. I don't know if you saw the story about the guy on the weekend, but it is a suggestion, a word of warning for anybody who might have had too much. On the weekend, a little too much to drink, a little too much of anything. This guy, actually, in Hansworth, Birmingham, where it wasn't Canada Day, he was able to climb a 32-foot pole, but he became a human cat because he climbed this pole, and when he got to the top of it, he couldn't get down. So he had to be rescued. They had to actually bring a fire truck and use a hydraulic platform to get him down off the 32-foot pole. Just a word of warning. Be very careful. 519-643-2222. Harold, you have a suggestion that could work?
2: Yeah, plastic fork from these drive through restaurants and that. They're pretty good.
0: So this is for floss. Plastic fork. I like that. It sounds a well, lot less dangerous than It's
2: a You can even take a jackknife and thin it down a little more.
0: Okay, yeah. See, then you trust me using a jackknife. And I'm not very handy, and I don't want to make other holes. Rub it on a
2: piece of sandpaper.
0: Yeah, okay. All right. And dull it a little bit, you're thinking? Yeah, thin it out. All right, I'll see if anybody has a knife. I don't think we're allowed to bring weapons into work. Well, to just the try time.
2: a piece of emery paper or something, you know, Okay. Or a fingernail file.
0: <laughs> Harold, okay. you've given me all kinds of things to try, and I'm getting to the point that I might just try one of them. Have a good day. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Suggestions for alternatives to floss. Should we carry floss around with us? Uh, 519-643-2222. Today was the day that I needed to do that. Maybe one of those little picks. Let's head over to a headquarters for England as we get set for England and Colombia at the World Cup. Joining us from the pub on Richmond is Rob Howie. Rob, how are things? Good man. How are you? Not bad. You guys opened just in time for this, didn't you? Oh,
3: absolutely, absolutely. We've Been gearing up. Are all prepared?
0: Okay. So England, Colombia. I've talked to people who are fans of Colombia. They're feeling nervous. You guys is kind of a headquarters for England. Are you feeling nerves? Um, uh, I'm pretty confident in England. They're looking good, man. Good.
3: They're looking good. Kane is looking solid.
0: Now, is there a, a proper beverage to be drinking during a World Cup soccer match? Usually pints. Pints. Any, yep. any particular type? Should there be a Guinness or a Kilkenny or something in there? Guinness,
3: Kilkenny, Harp. We have Boddington's here on top, too. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. So you All guys, of the
3: above, all the above.
0: You guys then are all set. Match starts at 2 o'clock. Where do we find you?
3: You're going to find us right in the main pub at 731 Richmond Street.
0: For, perfect. Okay, well, Rob, can we check in once the match gets going? Are people beginning to, to kind of mill in right now? We've got a few people coming in. They, uh, I'm not going to lie to you.
3: These guys usually show up five minutes right before the match.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob, we'll check in next hour once the match is underway. Sound good? Beautiful. Sounds great, pal. All right. Thanks for the time. Cheers, buddy. That is Rob Howey from the Pub on Richmond. They are England's headquarters. Later on this hour, we'll check in with a Colombian headquarters. Chris, you've got a suggestion for an alternative to floss?
1: Yeah, just
2: use an elastic, a small one, stretch it out. That's pretty
0: good. I like that, and that probably won't get stuck in my teeth. It won't, and uh, you won't damage your teeth either. Now, I think there are some elastics. Andrew, there are some elastics that have been in the newsroom for a while. (laughs) Maybe I should maybe rinse it off. Yeah, yeah, because then it becomes just like floss. Chris, you may have saved me. Thank you. You're welcome. Because you know how much it drives you nuts to have something in your teeth. All right, last call on this goes to Marilyn. Marilyn, how are you?
4: Oh, not too bad, thank you, Mike.
0: Um,
4: Couldn't you just use a very thin... A uh, type of uh, plastic.
0: I suppose very, you
4: very could. Very, very thin. Um, like, I floss my teeth every time I eat something, and they're my own teeth, top and bottom.
0: And that's to say something. That's how to keep your teeth, right? Well,
4: yeah. And uh, you know how old I am, so I don't have to repeat myself. But uh, anyways, uh, I think or a very thin piece of paper.
0: All right. Thin piece of paper. Wash- Thin piece of plastic. um,
4: Yeah, thin thin piece of plastic. Or my husband used to use, uh, used to buy at the drugstore, of course, these um, waxed, um, whatever they were, uh, very uh, small squares of, um, they'd be like a little heavier than wax paper, but they were waxed and they were very thin. And he used them. I prefer the floss.
0: Marilyn, if I had floss right now, I'd be in a lot less discomfort. But you've helped out. Thank you so much for that. All right, Keir. Take care of yourself. bye <laughs> Take Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. We have news coming up. And then we're going to switch to politics because we don't have a lot of people running municipally so far. And maybe it's like Rob just told us from Pub on Richmond. Uh, people do it at the last minute. People are ready to sign up, to run in all of the various wards for this year's municipal election, but we still have a little over three weeks. Don't you think it's getting down to crunch time? Shouldn't we have larger totals than we do? We will discuss that with Andrew Sancton, who is a professor of political science, formerly of Western University. News is next with Jacqueline LaBelle. This is London Live on Global News Radio 980 CFPL. Big thank you to Chris. Chris, while Jacqueline LaBelle was doing news... I went into the newsroom supply closet, and down at the bottom, next to an elastic that may have been from the 60s, there was a box of brand new elastics, and I did exactly what Chris said. I've had something stuck in my teeth for a little while. I don't have floss. I don't carry floss with me. It's only in one place, in the drawer at home. And I pulled what I think was a new elastic, and I was able to kind of get it between my teeth, worked out. The piece of sausage, done. Relief. You know that relief. Why is it? Why is it that that bugs us so much? Why is that such a bad feeling to have something kind of stuck between your teeth and be moving those teeth just a little bit? I have no idea, but Chris, you're a lifesaver. Whew, much appreciated. Coming up in about a half hour from now, we are actually going to be talking about saving lives. Not just elastics serving as floss. We had some tragedy, as we always do, through the holiday weekend. And we had a couple of people, one who drowned, and another who was taken to hospital in critical condition after being found unresponsive in the water. Very difficult situations. And we're going to speak with the Life Saving Society, and we're going to get some tips. Just to be as ready as possible should you ever be in a situation where you encounter someone who is either in distress or someone who is non-responsive. So that's coming up in about a half hour from now. The game between England and Colombia kicks off in about a half hour. We've already wet our appetite at the British headquarters. We are going to wet our appetite at a Colombian headquarters before 2 o'clock. But up next, we will look at the municipal election. Because we've got a lot of mayoral candidates. Devin Peacock was counting up some of the numbers earlier today. 11 people are signed up, registered, have filed their papers to run for mayor in 2018. We had 15 mayoral candidates in 2014. So that's pretty good. When you look at council, we have 14 wards, right? That's a lot of wards. We have 31 people signed up to run. That's it. 31. In 2014, we had 72. Now, the difference being it is July the 3rd. You have until July 27th, 24 days from now, essentially three and a half weeks to throw the proverbial hat in the ring. And it takes a while to pick out a hat in some cases. So that's what we're wondering about. Do people normally have stuff filed by now? If I was going to run a campaign, I'd be thinking, yeah, I'd want to make sure that I had the paperwork done just to ensure that I was qualified, I was able to do this, and then I'd want to get my plan in place so that I could hit the ground running. 24 days is a lot of days, but at the same time, it's it's not if you want to make a big splash. So is this something that, Should be a concern? Should we even be scratching our heads? We'll get some political insight into that next. This is Global News Radio, 980 CFPL. We heard from Rob Howey from Pub on Richmond that typically English soccer fans are late to arrive. But they get there, and they enjoy themselves once they do. Londoners probably have the same sort of trademark. Londoners are kind of late to arrive. You're not fine. Late to do things, but always get it done. So when it comes to the municipal election and the number of people who have taken off that hat and thrown it into the ring, is it just that we've still got 24 days left? Or does this start to become a concern that in four of the wards right now, we only have the current candidate? If that keeps up, we could just have them acclaimed. They could be in Hawaii. Take that nest egg that they've saved up for their campaign and take a trip. Don't need to run. Already going to be voted in. In fact, people won't even need to cast ballots. We'll save on ink. So how do we view this? Well, let's get some political expertise so that we can help to find out. Professor of Political Science... Andrew Sancton joins us right now. Dr. Sancton, how are things? Uh, Pretty good, thanks, Mike. Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. When it comes to a municipal election, we're still 24 days out. Is that an eternity, municipally?
5: Uh, Yeah, there's this famous slogan in politics saying a week is a long time. Uh, Three weeks is even longer, I think. So uh, um, I think it's quite likely that more... uh, Candidates will emerge. I'm certain more candidates uh, will emerge, so I'm not terribly concerned about it. Uh, to me, the the big question is uh, what are going to what's going to be the issue in this campaign? Who, who are the candidates running on these issues? So what I'm looking for is not so much the number of candidates there are, but whether there's going to be a, um, a sort of organized group of candidates, or even less organized group of candidates, but who who feel that uh, um, they want to put the brakes on the BRT. I mean, I think that's the big question for this election
0: well we can talk more about that for sure when we look at the number of people who are signed up officially it stands at 31 as you say a week is a long time so we'll have to do another count as we get a little bit closer but is there enough do you think to entice people to become involved in municipal politics we always hear that well we need full-time councillors or councillors need to be better paid how do you think the current scenario sits uh
5: well i do think london's at a bit of a in a bit of an awkward uh stage it's cl- clearly uh we cl- clearly don't pay people big bucks like over 100 grand a year as they do in some of the bigger cities including toronto um uh, yet the job is more than kind of a part-time uh hobby kind of thing so uh uh... yeah i think there's a lot of people who find that uh... it's uh... difficult uh... to contemplate being a counselor under those uh, conditions i also think though that uh... uh there are going to be uh... enough solid uh... candidates as you said the incumbents are mostly to be running uh... they seem to be relatively happy with the working conditions Um so uh... uh... If, if they if they really didn't like it, if they couldn't couldn't take it, I'm sure uh, some of them would have uh, said, look, I just can't afford to do this job. We don't find very many people doing that.
0: Dr. Andrew Sankton with us, professor of political science. As we kind of break down a deadline, which is July 27th, and that's the deadline to enter the municipal race. Right now, 31 people have. If we go back to 2014, there were 72 people running for councillor jobs. Could the fact that there was so much high-profile story material in Joe Fontana and the Fontana Eight have had anything to do with that? Or
5: Oh, I think, yeah, I think that's a huge difference between last time and this time. Uh, again, I'm a bit surprised uh, that the BRT issue does not appear to have mobilized uh, a strong group of candidates so far, but... Uh, you know, but maybe that's still still going to uh, going to happen. If it doesn't, then it's going to be a rather typical uh, incumbent uh, kind of election. And uh, uh, that's where incumbents usually win. And since most of the incumbents uh, are relatively uh, new, um, you know, it wouldn't be wouldn't be shocking if they got elected uh, for another term or so. Um, but again, given all the the opposition to the BRT uh, from many of these new that, that against many of these new councillors, uh, You know, I'd be surprised if there isn't some kind of uh, attempt to uh, get some of them unelected.
0: With BRT, it promises to be, as you say, the major issue. How important is it that Londoners, in whether it is debates or even town halls, things like that, make sure not to make it the only issue?
5: Uh, Well, um, I think as in any election, people should be... uh, paying attention to uh, issues in their neighbourhood, to levels of taxation, uh, to uh, other public transit issues. There's lots of things to uh, be concerned about. But I think uh, overall, having a, uh, uh, an issue that uh, does get people excited and does get them mobilised one way or another is a real uh, uh, plus for uh, municipal politics. Uh, people often say that you know it's hard to know uh who to vote for because you don't people don't understand the issues well, I think on the b r t uh people do understand the basic uh issues at least they'll they had a better opportunity to do that before october and um uh, so I think it's good if people pay attention to the b r t issue if that's what gets people out and involved i'm uh, I'm all for it
0: well, we'll see what happens in the next three and a half weeks, like you said a week is a long time, maybe we get more and more people who decide yeah you know what i'm i'm in i just hadn't filed my papers yet or or could that be just wishful thinking
5: yeah um uh, people are going to have to uh, decide that in the next uh, very shortly in the next three, three weeks as you said the real action in the campaign as always is going to be uh, at the end of the summer holidays and, and through september that's where the, uh, when we know who the candidates are uh, that's when everything's going to be decided
0: Dr. Sancton, thanks so much for your insight today.
5: Okay. Okay. Thank you, Mike.
0: Take care. Bye. That is Dr. Andrew Sancton, professor of political science. So he's not overly worried about it. He sees this as being fairly standard that eventually all the holes do fill themselves in. Three and a half weeks, still a long time. But four counselors would be acclaimed if things were to start today. And that's, uh, that's a big portion, four out of 14. So, mayor's race, 11 people registered so far. Deadline, July 27th. What do you think? Is, is this a case, and Dr. Sancton alluded to it, where maybe we seriously need to increase the amount of money that councillors are paid or look at full-time councillors? I mean, if we don't see this number move too much, that's going to become a big topic of conversation. Is it time that we kind of rise up, maybe not to the Toronto level, maybe we don't want to pay our city councillors in excess of $100,000, and with a city that big, you could say, yeah, that is completely a full-time job. Is a Londoner's council position becoming a full-time job? I scratch my head when I talk to somebody like Ward 4 Councillor Jesse Helmer because of all the work that he does. When you look at the amount of reading that comes in, what do you think? Is it time for full-time counselors? Would that make this a more attractive position, a more sought-out position? 519-643-2222. We've got some time for your thoughts on this. 519-643-2222. Or you can email Mike at 980cfpl.ca. You can tweet me at Stubbs980. Full-time counselor? Better pay for counselors? Would that do it? Would that have these numbers off the charts right now? I think it might make a difference. 519-643-2222, 519-643-2222, email mike at 980cfpl.ca. You can tweet me at Stubbs980. This is Global News Radio, 980 CFPL. To be a councillor in the City of London, you do a lot of work. You're not full-time. You do receive compensation that is more than, hey, here's an honorarium. But do we need to make it full-time? Do we need to up the compensation? Do London City councillors, if Toronto's being paid just over $100,000, do they need to be paid, what, 80 Probably don't need to go that high, or do we? 519 643 Alan, what do you think? Hi, Mike. How are you? Pretty good, thanks.
6: Good. Uh, to answer your question, yeah, we probably should be increasing the pay somewhat. Um, it's pretty clear that most of the counselors behind, around the horseshoe are investing a considerable amount of time, whether I agree with them ideologically or not, but they're working hard. Um, but actually, you know what, your colleague uh, in the morning, Craig Needles, was uh, was discussing this topic as well, and uh, he had a guest on who is running as a candidate for award, and uh, he brought up something actually that flabbergasted me, and that was that no signs are even allowed except at the, at the headquarters of that particular candidate. So, I mean, if you take a look at London's tendency to vote in an incumbents, and you're a political outsider who doesn't have name recognition, What is your motivation or incentive to even put your hat in the ring? Because you're almost destined to fail at this point. And then you couple that with the fact that, you know, we we have voter fatigue. There's no doubt about it. We just finished a provincial election. People are in, you know, summer frame of mind. They're not interested in politics right now, which would make fundraising extremely difficult. So, you know, you take a culmination of all those factors, it's going to be really hard for someone to throw their, their hat in the ring if they're not already a political insider.
0: And you add in that and the idea that, yes, we have seen a pay raise voted for and accepted that would come in after the election, but we've had our councillors making under 40000 for a long time, right?
6: Yeah, absolutely. I do think that it's going to kind of, it, it'll work itself out at the end. I think there are probably uh, some anti-BRT candidates that might be waiting, you know, let's see if X throws his or her name in the hat, and if not, then maybe Y will throw his or her name in the hat. I think a lot of that is kind of going on. They're they're taking a wait and see approach because they don't want to um, they don't want to flood the well, especially well with rank balloting. Actually, it might not be a bad strategy, but they don't want to flood the uh, the list of candidates um, in a manner that it kind of dilutes the anti BRT sediment either. So. I think there's a little bit of strategic wait and see going on as well.
0: Good point, Alan. Thanks for the call. Thanks a lot. Right now, ranked balloting wouldn't be much of a factor because there aren't enough people on the ballot. Harold, you've got the final word on this.
2: Yes, I don't think uh, they should be working full time. I think, it, and they should be paid a decent wage because they're working at nights and that after their work and you know, their day job. Most of them are, anyways, and. uh As far as this, anybody that's running for this BRT, I wouldn't vote for them at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Harold, we'll be talking a lot about that in the months to come. Thanks so much for the time. Okay, bye now. <laughs> Take care. Before we go to news with Jacqueline LaBelle, they are singing the anthems. In fact, the Colombian anthem is playing right now, so I don't want to bring Juan Jimenez on just yet, but we're going to talk with him as soon as the Colombian anthem is over because he is over at the Bull and Barrel, which is the Colombian headquarters for the World world cup and colombia and england are getting set to decide the final country to make it through to the quarterfinals and this is one of the bigger matches from a london perspective that's left because we don't have germany left we don't have portugal left we don't have spain left we've got a great colombian population we've got a great english population let's talk to juan right now juan listen to that hey mike how are things
7: Oh, things are going great here, we got the anthem playing right now, it's great, people are excited, people are nervous, it's, it's a mixed feelings, you know?
0: Now, you were feeling a little bit nervous going over there, once you got around some other fans of Colombia, do you feel any more relaxed?
7: Uh, yes and no. It's still it's so pretty, pretty overwhelming just to see and um, play with against England. I got actually someone here from England. He uh, he's not from England, but he's like sharing from England, and he is very brave, Mike. I have to tell you that because all this is yellow right now, and he's the only one wearing red. So, Jay, what do you think? You guys are gonna win or what? Of course, we're gonna win. I'm not gonna say that too loudly.
0: <laughs> he said it pretty crazy loudly down
8: here. I, I can barely even hear you. I'm I'm the lone
7: red here in a sea of yellow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's happening, Mike. It's just, it's insane. It's it's crazy. I want to thank Paulo Tovar because without them, without Serio Caliente, this wouldn't be happening. There have been three games that have been crazy, but yeah, no, it's just crazy, Mike. You, you have to come. I, I wish you were here.
0: Well, you know what? If Colombia makes it through Saturday morning at 10, you'll see my shining face for sure. There so
7: so you, you will be here, and we will talk about more, more about the game, hopefully. After the first half, we we have a goal in advance, and that will be good for us, but, but you never know. It's England. It's one of those games that you expect a lot, but also nothing, so we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: Juan will check in in an hour. Good luck, and keep Jay safe, okay?
7: Thank you, thank you. I will do for sure. He will be right beside me. I will give him a Colombian jersey right now. <laughs>
0: That is Juan Jimenez, along with Jay, who is actually decked out in support of England at the Colombian headquarters in London. That match is about to begin. We're going to talk life-saving. We'll also find out in the second hour of the show today when we can see some relief at the pumps, as promised by now-premier Doug Ford. It shouldn't be as long as you might want to believe. This is London Live. You're listening to Global News Radio 980 CFPL. We were talking about counselor pay to close out last hour. We are going to see a rise, but should we see full time? Now, Sean has presented something, as Sean often does, that almost leads us into a new conversation. Maybe we can have tomorrow or Thursday. Sean says, the angle we should take with public servant pay is value for wage. If the city does well, chances are the people are doing well. Tie performance and results to wage, and sure, why stop at $100,000? He says, I'm hurting, simply cannot afford the waste and faux pas imposed by council. So, find a way to tie it to success of the city. You could lay out any number of things would almost be one of those things that you wanted to do on the side, so leave things the way they are and then say, okay, well, if we were to do it this way, here's what this would be worth. I'd love to see that happen. Maybe we can draw that up tomorrow or Thursday because another avenue to look at is simply people who work when their job is tied to their salary. If you work based on commission, it's a very different, let's call it, job lifestyle than if you have a guaranteed salary talk to anybody who's through it a lot of times that commission is a real motivating factor some people live on it some people thrive on it other people not so much so that's something certainly to look at Tomorrow or Thursday. Columbia and England are underway. They're almost into the 10th. They're into the 10th minute actually just now. And they are scoreless. We'll continue to check in with the two headquarters. The English headquarters. The Colombian headquarters. We'll go to Pub on Richmond. We'll go to Bull and Barrel. And we'll do that this hour. We are also going to talk gas prices with Dan McTagg. Because the one thing that was said regarding gas prices by now Premier Doug Ford was that We'd see a reduction of, what, $0.10 at the pump. Cap and trade has part of that, and then he would kind of round out the rest so that we saw it go down by about $0.10. Can that even happen? Because if you were with us a couple of weeks ago now, we were talking with Ben Johnson from Ben's Beer Blog, and we asked about the reduction in the price of beer, the idea of a buck of beer. And he said, yeah, I've been talking to people. and." brewers will tell you they'll be the second one to lower their price to a buck a beer. They'd rather see somebody else do it first. It's something that's available, but it's not something that's going to be forced. So wait a minute. How about with gas prices? Could this be eaten up by the retailers? Could something happen and all of a sudden they say, you know, that's not exactly how we're going to do this. We're going to actually leave things the way they are, and next thing you know, the retailers are able to pocket more money. They don't pocket a lot of money off gas prices as it is. We like to believe that they do, but the margins on gas prices, they're not all that big. In fact, they're really small. And so the other thing we've got to ask Dan McTagg about is, say, St. Thomas or Strathroy, because it seems... If London is as London was this morning at a buck 37, you can get down into the dollar 20 something range in Strathroy and in St. Thomas. What exactly are they doing? Could we not do that here? So, we'll ask all of those questions. We haven't congratulated the Toronto Maple Leafs yet on the show. Congratulations on signing John Tavares, whether it was him Signing with them or them signing him. Who knows? When he posts the picture of him sleeping in Toronto Maple Leaf sheets. But congratulations to them. Leaf fans should be very happy. Here's the Leaf fan to try not to be. If you cheer for the Maple Leafs, here's what you don't want to be doing right now. Don't be trying to figure out exactly who you have to give up in order to keep your team intact. No. Windows to win in sports are really, really small. So just enjoy the fact that you've got all-star forwards all over the place and a goaltender who can do the things Frederick Anderson has done and a defense that, sure, maybe could be enhanced, maybe still will be. But let's face it, we've got a situation where the Leafs have that window to win and John Tavares makes them a much better candidate to win. Enjoy that before you go thinking too much about the future. Enjoy the present. We are going to take a quick break. We'll come back with more in just a moment. This is London Live on Global News Radio 980 CFPL. We had some very unfortunate situations happen on the long weekend. It isn't anything new, but it's never any easier. We had a Kitchener man who drowned... And he was on Trout Lake near Kip. And then we also had a 13-year-old girl who was found in a small lake at a campground in Perth County. And she was found unresponsive. And then emergency responders arrived. They were able to resuscitate her. She was taken to hospital in life-threatening condition. And the latest report that we've heard is that she remains in critical condition. You can't do much about things that have gone by. You can hope, you can pray, but in terms of going forward, these sorts of things can come up at any time, and you might not think, yeah, 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 I'm going to be in a spot where I might have to help save a life. They do happen, and they happen unexpectedly. Joining us right now, Barbara Byers, who is the Public Education Director with the Life Saving Society. Barbara, thanks so much for taking some time out for us. You're welcome. Hello, Mike. How are you? I'm okay. I'm thinking ahead. And if we think about being in a situation in which you might encounter someone who's in a lake, who may be unresponsive, what is the first thing that people are asked to do?
9: Well, the first thing you should do is get help. Have someone, yourself or someone else, uh, call 901 and get uh, um, an emergency response team there to, um help you deal with that uh, person who's in trouble. The next, uh, step, if they are out of the water and they are, are not breathing, then, uh, it's really important that you try CPR. Because what CPR will do is it will, uh, give you time to uh, help that person until um, the emergency response people are there. So very important to start that as soon as possible, but you want to make sure you get the, um, the emergency uh, resources there um, right away.
0: Taking first aid, learning how to do CPR properly, is a lot like giving blood. People say, yeah, 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 I need to do that. And then they don't. If you are not certified, can you still try and administer CPR or should you?
9: Well um at this point if if you can help you should try because uh doing nothing and watching and waiting for um you know emergency response to come isn't going to make that person uh isn't going to be any more successful at keeping that person alive so uh if you know some of the rudimentary rudimentary uh, measures for doing CPR. You should give it a try because that's what you're doing with CPR. Is you're giving that person a chance uh, to get the response that um, will hopefully uh, bring them back. So uh, I would say uh, it's really important. But as you as you just said, Mike, it's most important that you get the training and you learn how to do it, and you learn all sorts of other best uh, first aid. Um, uh, things to do to help person if they have a, you know, wounds and cuts and so on as well if they, they're choking. It's excellent, excellent, uh, training that, that we should all uh, we should all take.
0: Barbara Byers with us, public education director with the Life Saving Society. Just a couple of little things to keep in mind should you find yourself in a situation that people did find themselves in this weekend or you find someone who is unresponsive in the water. If you see someone who is having trouble in the water, we always hear a number of different scenarios that could be carried out. The idea that you may not want to go in after them because that can be dangerous what does the life-saving society say about someone who might be in trouble in the water and what to do for them
9: great question mike what's really important is to uh make sure you're a strong enough swimmer to go out and get uh, help someone if you don't know how to swim at all you shouldn't do that because you could be in the same situation they're in the other thing you want to do is take something with you. When you think about what lifeguards do when they're on a beach or even in a movie, they don't go out with nothing at all. They take something with them. And most often what they might take is a rescue can or something. And that's uh, usually buoyant. It can float. And it's to extend to the person in the water who is struggling. Because a person who's struggling and panicking uh, for dear life um can develop this sort of Superman or superhuman strength. So you don't want to just go right out and get really close to them because what can happen is they could throw their arms around you and use you as sort of a means to to get out of the, the water and get their airway out. So if you think if you're at a beach or you're at a pool, look around and see what you can find. If a pool noodle is a perfect um, a perfect choice. Or if there's some sort of ring boy. A lot of um, public beaches now in the province have, uh, have ring boys um, down on the dock or on a wharf. Um, and that's what they're used for. They may not have lifeguards at their beach, but those ring boys are excellent. So you could take that with you, and then you want that you want to take that with you so you can extend it to the person who's struggling and they can hold on to it because if they hold on to it, then now their airway is out of the water, they can breathe, they can hold on to it, and they're going to be okay and they're not going to come climbing over that for you. So look for something that floats. Or say you had a cooler. You could take the the lid to the cooler and you could... um, Uh, Use that as uh, uh, something to take out and to extend to the person in the water. Something that floats is what you want, but you want to put something between you and between them so they can hold on to it.
0: Barbara Byers with us, Public Education Director with the Life Saving Society. Barbara, sometimes some of these things sound simplistic, but in reality they're not. Swimming alone, is that something that the Life Saving Society says please try not to do?
9: Absolutely. When we look at our drowning statistics, which we, uh, we look at daily and we publish a drowning report every year, what we see is swimming alone is a key risk factor and, um, especially with older adults. So, uh, 69% of people who drowned who were over 50 years of age were alone. Um, it's really important to swim with a buddy. To boat with a buddy, to have someone watching out for you, so that if you get into difficulty, they can be there to help you uh right away. Because time is is really important when you're uh when a person gets uh into a difficult situation and they can't breathe um, and they're and they're drowning, that every second counts. So if a person is alone and they're going out for a swim at the dock, and say you see them and and you're watching them, if you don't realize until half an hour later that you know Dad's not back from his swim, then uh, it's generally too late. But if you're out there on the beach and you're watching him, you can, and you see him get into difficulty, you can go out there after, after him. So whether it's boating and whether it's swimming, um, it's always good to have someone else with you to keep an eye. And just because you're an adult, that doesn't mean you're you're safe to swim alone. Uh, everyone should swim with a buddy.
0: Barbara, any other tips to avoid some of the tragic situations that we sometimes come across?
9: Well, every year around this time, I'm always really, uh, especially with this hot, hot weather, very much thinking of young children and especially young toddlers and um, the role that parents have to play to actively supervise them and and uh, keep their eyes on them all the time. And uh, we always say... Uh, keep your children within arm's reach, keep your eyes on them, stay close to them. But many parents, and we all have this challenge, of, are are distracted. We're distracted by other people, other things, and now we're even more and more distracted by our phone. So one of our key messages this year is to put your phone down, put your phone away, because uh, drowning is silent. It can happen very, very quickly. So you may think you're you're sitting by a pool edge um, and your child's in the water. You may think you can watch them, but you're not going to see the transition from a child uh, happily swimming to uh, getting into difficulty. So put that phone away. You can't do two things. You can't watch them and uh, and be on your, your smartphone at the same time. So that's a really key message at this time of year because those little toddlers are so curious and inquisitive and they will want to be near the water. So if you're not with them with your 100% attention, they can be in that situation without
0: you uh, knowing. Barbara, thanks for that message. Okay. Thanks for the time.
9: Thank you, Mike. Take care.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Barbara Byers, Public Education Director with the Life Saving Society. it's, It's the reason that athletes practice. Why do they practice for that repetition? It's all those things that you think, ah, and all that stuff, yeah, and all that. We still have to hear it, and sometimes that can make all the difference in the world. Zero-zero, Colombia and England. Just back from Croatia is our good buddy Bob. Bob, how was Croatia?
10: Oh, fantastic, Mike. Uh, Absolutely fantastic. Uh, We were there to uh, discover our roots and uh, what a beautiful country! Unbelievable! I, I was just blown away—the uh, beauty of that country, natural resources, and and the people, and and everything else. And the soccer fans. So well, let me tell you—I got to be honest with you. I'm really, not a soccer fan at all, but uh, they converted me. Now I'm glued to this tournament here. <laughs> oh, it's just amazing to to be in a European country when that's going on and. And, uh, you know, we were – the locals explained to us who was who on the team. And uh, so we sat in some local uh, drinking pubs in the evenings, and uh, we just just melded right in with the rest of them and had a great time. And that place just went off uh, during those games, especially the Argentina game where uh, they were uh, – Argentina, they were saying, was favored. And they thought uh, they were going to have a tough time winning that match, and then they ended up going uh, 3-0 and in their group there and made it through the 16. But, yeah, um, it, it's just an experience to be in a country where soccer is as big as hockey here uh, during, during this World Cup. And uh, it's electric, absolutely electric. And the people, everybody's got, uh, you know, driving their cars down the road with the uh, colors of the team uh, draped across their hoods, like literally just flags and everything. You know, jersey colors, but uh, yeah, it was fantastic. And now I'm a soccer fan. So imagine I'm, uh, that. I, and I, you know, uh, have to go and buy the jersey, right, to, to fit in, <laughs> and uh, you know, have to spend the money on that. But uh,
0: well, next up for Croatia is Russia, and that should be a tricky one. But uh, yeah. sing the songs and and enjoy uh, enjoy that match coming up on the weekend, Bob. Thanks for the time. You betcha. Thanks for the call. Five one nine six four three twenty two twenty two. Bob in Croatia admits that's all it took to turn him into a soccer fan. Let's check in with England's headquarters because, whoa, wait a minute. They just about scored. England just, and England now has a corner. I don't know if we can do this. Rob Howie from Pub on Richmond is joining us. Rob, you, you satisfied with how the match is going so far? Yeah, man.
3: Yeah, people are still rolling in.
0: Well, that's good, and England's had a few chances so far. Yeah, yeah, they have. Now, if somebody was coming in and was going to have good traditional British fare, last hour we talked about what they would drink. What are people eating in order to be, you know, well-nourished and energized so that they can sing and cheer?
3: Well, right now it's half price appetizers, so people are eating almost like pretty much everything. (laughs) Um, Over here we got a... uh, Smoked salmon platter and some curry fries and a plowman's platter. Um, At another table, a lady's having vegetarian wraps, but she's obviously vegetarian. And there's all kinds of food going out all over
0: the place. Well, they will keep themselves energized, keep the noise level high, and I hope this comes the way that you're hoping it does. 27 minutes in, nil-nil.
3: You want me to get some people to uh, cheer for you?
0: Okay, let's have a cheer. That is over at the pub on Richmond. <laughs> Rob, thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Hey, my pleasure, buddy. Thanks, pal. <laughs>
3: Hope we'll see you here after the game.
0: Sounds good. That's Rob Howie. We'll check in with the Colombian headquarters in about a half hour from now. We're going to talk gas prices. We need yet another update because nothing's coming down, but we have heard, based on a campaign promise from the now-governing PC Party and Doug Ford, that we are going to see a reduction in gas prices. Now, you can grab a pencil and put it behind your ear and grab an abacus and maybe a scientific calculator and try and figure out exactly how this is all going to work out and still save us money. I don't know. I don't know that it will. It just depends where the money is going to come from for at least part of this. The cancellation of cap and trade will bring about some of it. But overall, relief at the pump, sure, we're going to take that in any way, shape, or form we can get it. We'll find out how long it might take to arrive in about 10 minutes from now. This is London Live. My name is Mike Stubbs. You're listening to Global News Radio 980 CFPL. Into the 35th minute, nil-nil, England. And Columbia, let me know, just in case you're PVRing this, if you need me to stop giving the score or at least give you a warning. We've had to do that in night's games before. I've, I will accommodate requests. If someone doesn't want to hear a Leafs score or something like that, we'll let you know. Hey, we're about to say the score, and you can go la-la-la-la-la and put your fingers in your ears just for a second. We did have an email that came in from Al, and Al says, I know England is the favorite in this match, but Colombia, despite its past trials and tribulations, was a very warm, welcoming country when I went there years ago. This city has great English, great Colombian populations, so this is a big one today, and we'll check in in about 20 minutes with the Colombian headquarters before we close out the show. We'll continue to bring you the score until this one is over and done with on 980 CFPL all throughout the afternoon in news. So we're not going to run away from it. We'll, we'll keep tabs on it. We'll let you know how things are going. The story I want to talk about later this week as well, think about this. You are suffering from excruciating pain. Every single day. And there are a lot of people that have to deal with pain on a day-to-day basis. This woman is 24 years old. And she has a condition that she's been suffering from for seven years. Her nerves ended up being shattered during what was a pretty routine operation that was meant to align her kneecap. And with that, she has unbelievable, unbearable burning pain all around her left knee. And so she has started fundraising through a number of different means to try and purchase a hyperbaric oxygen chamber. costs $40,000 to get your hands on one of these, and that would help ease her condition somewhat. Her other option, if she cannot fundraise $40,000, is to spend about $20,000 just under and have her leg amputated because that will stop the searing pain. And those are the two things that she's contemplating right now. So she's either fundraising for 40000 or if she doesn't quite get that much, she has to realize, yeah, I, I may have to lose my leg to fix this. Pretty tough decision for somebody at the age of 24. Next up, we will talk about the cost of things, not hyperbaric oxygen chambers, but gas prices. Premier Doug Ford said during his campaign, we'll see a reduction of the pumps. Well, he also was hoping for a buck of beer, and we found out that, no, that's probably not going to happen. How about at the pumps? Is there any way that this doesn't happen we'll rely on the expertise of dan mctagg from gasbuddy.com next this is global news radio 980 cfpl just in case you're PVRing, we're about to talk about england columbia because england has a free kick from right outside the box and wilmer barrios of columbia was getting all lined up you know how they have to make their wall he was getting lined up along what would have been the wall and there was a british or an England player, and he kind of, he didn't headbutt him, but he hit him with his head. And the English player went down as if he'd been hit with a cannonball. And now a yellow card has been handed out. So they're they're continuing on there. Nil-nil right now. Let's dig into gas prices. Because during the campaign, now Premier Doug Ford promised a reduction in gas prices. And we... Didn't necessarily see a buck of beer appear. And chances are we won't, even though if beer companies wanted to reduce their prices, they can. They just have to want to. But how about gas prices? How long might it take for the Doug Ford government to bring in a promised price drop at the pumps? Dan McTagg is with gasbuddy.com and joins us now. Dan, how was the weekend?
8: Well, the weekend was expensive, uh, unless you went out of town or waited until the evenings to buy your gasoline. Uh, So glad to see Canadians are paying about an average of 27 cents a litre more than this time last year, and that uh, includes us here in London.
0: Yeah, and that's the whole thing. I mean, anybody driving past most pumps in London this morning saw a buck 37. And one of the things that people are waiting on, Dan, is the idea that the new Premier of Ontario, Doug Ford, has, in a way, promised that we could see a cut at the pumps, maybe even $0.10. Cents. What's the progression on something like that?
8: Well, it won't be done overnight. Uh, I think he's already signaled that half of that will uh, be in the way of a cut uh, in removing the $0.4.6 cents a litre that you're paying. And actually, when it, with the average it out of gas stations, it works out to almost $0.05 cents a litre in terms of the uh, cap-and-trade carbon tax so the other half will have to be made up in uh, in terms of, uh, I guess, a budget, which has to be presented. Uh, I don't know the timing. Uh, I don't think uh, the Premier uh, asks me for my uh, opinion as to when he should do these things, but I think the sooner the better. Uh, Mike, we're looking at a bit of a rally uh, in uh, both oil and gasoline. Uh, As the U.S. uh, prepares for its big summer holiday, uh, the big day tomorrow, and of course that means that Americans are shaking off uh, what amounts to about a a 14-cent-a-liter increase compared to this time last year, and uh, record demand for gasoline and oil products seems to be going through the roof.
0: Dan, we were talking with Ben Johnson from Ben's Beer Blog a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about reducing the price of beer, which was another campaign idea. And he basically said, hey, I've talked to a lot of people, and if they would like to lower their price by $11 a case, absolutely go ahead. But he said everybody keeps telling him they'll be the second one to do that. In other words, I'm not buying into this. Is it different for gas? Do you believe we will ultimately see a reduction in gas prices based on what the Ford government has said?
8: Well, not only do I think it's going to happen because it turns out it's likely one of the most important announcements that he made in the campaign, but the drop is scalable and viewable. Um, you know, it's something that we've done here at Gas Buddy for some time, it's something I've done for the better part of two decades. I think many people are worried that uh, if there is a decrease coming from the provincial side, that oil companies will simply pocket it. If that is the case, I would be probably the first one, uh, as I give two-day advance notices in terms of uh, wholesale price increases or decreases, I'll see it happening. And uh, I will very quickly quickly uh, call it offside. But I suspect that this is something that will happen this summer, and uh, don't worry. Uh, gas prices are not going to tumble because of markets anytime soon. Uh, there's problems with Canadian oil. Syncrude has shut down its facility. Uh, Libya has uh, declared force majeure. Basically, it means it can't pump any oil. Uh, we know that President Trump over the weekend uh, tweeted that uh, Saudi Arabia had agreed to pumping 2 million barrels of oil. That's more than the spare capacity that they have. So. I think we're in for very tight, more expensive times ahead, and the $0.10 a litre drop for both diesel and gasoline will certainly be a welcome approach that will help uh, protect us by as much as three to 400 bucks this year alone.
0: Dan McTagg from GasBuddy.com joining us as we look at the thirty seven that was on most pumps coming into London this morning. So in other words, this $0.10 may only offset...
8: Well, it would have offset certainly a part of what we've seen this past year uh this past year alone uh you know if I look at London's market here uh we were averaging about a dollar four a dollar five this time last year which yeah. is about a buck thirty right now now of course, we've seen high prices in the morning, but Mike you and I have had many 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 discussions. Do not buy your gasoline in the morning, wait till the evening after eight o'clock uh, all along wellington uh uh my my son just returned from there last night I told him uh Uh, On the way back, for goodness sakes, gas up uh, on Sunday night, or rather Monday night, uh, and uh, don't bother visiting a gas station until the following evening if you have to. So uh, I think that's good, solid advice for most people. Uh, But even if it drops uh, 8 or 9 cents a litre with retailers cashing in their margins, uh, what it really means is that uh, gas prices could be as low as under $1.20 once the Ford uh, plan is, in fact, uh, developed and and, and certainly uh, pronounced. And I'm going to guess only because I've had some experience in this area as a parliamentarian for almost, uh, almost two decades. Uh, this will probably take about three to four weeks to do. The budget has to come forward. They have to look at the numbers, but it's a promise that, uh, they, uh, from what I gather and everyone around them that has made pronouncements, uh, has said that this is, uh, this is etched in stone. So bank on it. The sooner the better. And it comes at a very good time when we haven't seen prices this high going back to at least November of 2014.
0: Finally, Dan, sometimes in the London area, we do catch a break in terms of pricing, even though it may seem like it's really high. It's lower when compared to A, B, and C anywhere across the country. How are we doing in southwestern Ontario compared to some of the other centers?
8: Well, we're doing much better. As I said, we're, we are we are twenty six as a comparison. Uh for here in the uh in the London uh you know $1.29 tends to be the the number that I look at as an average that you're gonna pay day in day out. But if you wanna to come to Toronto, it's a dollar thirty seven point nine. Uh if you want to go up to Cottage Country, it's a dollar twenty seven point nine. Ottawa's a dollar thirty six point nine. Uh Windsor uh because of the competition with cross border. Is still holding out at about the same, a dollar twenty seven, dollar twenty eight point nine, with some going as high as a dollar thirty seven point nine. You're pretty much within the bandwidth. But if, of course, you you go to other communities, uh, maybe down towards, uh, if you happen to be there, down towards Saint Thomas, it's absolute, uh, uh, it's an absolute gunfight down there. Average prices are a dollar twenty two point nine, uh, with some stations selling as low as a dollar eighteen, dollar nineteen, which is, by the way, below cost.
0: And is that just because of margins? How are they doing that?
1: Yeah, so
8: what they're doing over there is they're getting what's called dealer support. Remember, this is uh, a handful of stations that have decided to uh, duke it out, and they're doing certainly that, but they're doing it at the expense of uh, the retail margins. They're not making a lot of money, and it uh, tends to be a handful of players who like to... uh, Really compete against each other and uh, do this for a period of a couple of months. Often during the summer, we saw this uh, sort of develop last year, and sometimes it happens again come February, March. But uh, there's no doubt that it's one of the most uh, uh, decent places to buy your gasoline, especially when you consider that on a day like today, it costs most gas stations about a buck twenty-five, buck twenty-six to buy their fuel. Uh, and here, you know, I'm referring to pretty much all of the. Uh, companies in that area that are selling you know, very cheap. Strathroy too. I mean, if you're
4: down Strathroy, you're looking
8: at you know the Kane tires selling for a buck nineteen. Uh, you're seeing uh, you know places like uh, uh, St. Thomas and Elmer at a dollar twenty one. Um, so the, you know the deals are to be had. Yes, in London in the evenings, but if you happen to be out in those areas in and around London, you're going to find that uh, gas retailers there are uh, basically getting their suppliers or the refiners who are supplying them. Uh, to cut into their margins in order to allow them to cross-subsidize a loss. But again, some of these are big-box stores. They uh, use gasoline as a loss leader in order to uh, get you into their stores so that you buy other products which actually ha- which actually have considerably large margins.
0: Isn't that wild? And why doesn't that happen in, in more places? You would think, well, the bigger cities would be able to pull that off.
8: <laughs> How do they cross-subsidize it? And these are not markets that uh, too many people pay much attention to. Um, you often have examples of where you know gas stations may decide to after each other. It's pretty clear that the uh, pioneer or over on uh, Caradoc Street, south uh near Ontario Street is fighting with uh, Canadian Tire, who in turn is fighting with Mobile. And Mobile of course has just bought all the gas stations from uh from uh, superstore uh Loblaws and so they're supplied directly by SO Imperial. Ultramar is also in the battle down there as well but uh you know the happy place uh, isn't just London. It's uh, even cheaper and below a dollar twenty right now in places like Strathroy, and just above a buck twenty uh, in places like St. Thomas. So, you know, if you're worried about dollar thirty-seven, you happen to be out in those areas, uh, by all means, uh, take the time to drive out there because gas stations and those who are supplying them are actually willing to sell you gasoline at a price that is cheaper than what it costs them to resupply.
0: Dan, thank you for all of this. Hey, Mike, it's a pleasure. Hey, we really appreciate it. Dan McTagg from GasBuddy.com. It is halftime. If you don't want to know the score, here it comes. England and Columbia, nil-nil at the half. Hey, if you happen to be headed to see Shania Twain, if you have tickets... Then please remember that there is a bag policy. You can't bring in large bags. You can't bring in a backpack. I don't think you should ever take a backpack to a concert. You can't even bring in a purse or a tote. I don't know what the difference is between purses and totes, but find somebody who does know. Here's the way it goes. We have any bag measuring four and a half inches by 11.4, or sorry, let's do this again four and a half inches. By six and a half inches, which is just under 12 centimeters by 16 and a half centimeters, or smaller are allowed. So you're four and a half by six and a half, that's allowed. Otherwise, don't bring that in. Don't even try, you won't get in. And that is for the Shania Twain concert. And if you want even more detail, you can go to BudweiserGardens.com. We're going to go to the Colombian headquarters for the World Cup and check in with Juan before we close out the show. That's next. This is London Live on Global News Radio 980 CFPL. Again, don't forget about the bag policy if you're headed to see Shania Twain. And that is don't take a big bag in. Most places are doing this now. You can't get into... A football game with a big bag. You couldn't get into a World Cup match with a big bag. Has anyone ever tried to bring a backpack? Why would they ever let you in with a backpack? You can't. So you can go to BudweiserGardens.com, but four and a half inches by six and a half inches, that is the limit. That or smaller. We are through the first half. In the final round of 16 match at the World Cup, we've been checking in all afternoon with England's headquarters, with Colombia's headquarters, and our good friend Juan Jimenez joins us from the Colombian headquarters. Juan, nil nil, is that okay? Juan, can you hear us all right?
7: Oh, you know it's stressful. I hope the game was like, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me?
0: Oh, I can hear you.
7: Hey, Mike,
0: can you hear me? Yes. One. You wanted one. Awesome, you, awesome. So I was saying,
7: yeah, no, it's. I wish it was one nothing.
0: That's what you had said. Will you take nil nil? What if they were at the end of of regulation? They had to go to penalty kicks. Would you take that? I think it's too loud for Juan to hear us. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think we have a better chance now. The game is
7: wet. Way... I can't hear you. I can't hear you here uh so yeah the game right now is very very tight i wish it was like i don't know yeah if we go to penalties i think we're gonna do better but we, we don't know there's still so i know i have both of the teams are playing really really good so let's hope for the best hopefully we make it through. if we don't then we don't but we're here supporting colombia you know
0: is everybody singing still and everybody in a good mood
7: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone is having a good time. It's more about, like, just having fun, enjoying the time with each other, like with Colombians, just seeing each other. We don't get to do these things that often because the World Cup happens every four years. And I think it's not just for Colombians. I think it, it in general, it, like, a lot of cultures get together, like the German culture got together. The English culture got together, so it's it's something to be proud of where you're from, and yeah, I hope the World was every year, but unfortunately it's not like that.
0: Well, that's what makes it special. It's down to the old, how can I miss you if you won't go away? So enjoy this one. Thanks so much for the time, and here's hoping that everybody is cheering at the end of this thing just as much as they've been cheering during it. Take care. That is Juan Jimenez. And he is over at the Colombian headquarters as we make our way through the World Cup of Soccer and decide the final quarter finalist, the winner of Colombia and England, will take on Sweden at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. Tomorrow on London Live, we are going to talk about it being National Fishing Week. And if you fish, we are going to be giving away a rod and reel. That's coming up on the show tomorrow. We'll also look at how things have been going in Detroit In terms of their electronic vehicles, or sorry, electric vehicles, because they put those into use about a week and a half ago. And we'll check in on how things are progressing. Thanks to Andrew Graham and Devin Peacock. News is next. This is Global News Radio 980 CFPL.